Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the powerful benefits of grounding and reversing terminal illness on raw food. To get this grounding party started, I'm going to give you guys a really brief rundown of what grounding or earthing is and its health benefits. And later, we'll be chatting with our expert for today, the incredible Dr. Baxter Montgomery of Montgomery Heart and Wellness. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Denmark, South Africa, France, Netherlands, Norway, Canada, Spain, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today, I'm excited to talk about grounding. Grounding, also known as earthing, is now one of my favorite healing macro habits. I really believe that it's a habit that every single person should engage in, whether or not they are dealing with a chronic health condition or they're in good health and want to maintain good health. I used to often say I love being in nature. I just don't like nature getting on me. However, whenever I would take a stroll on the beach sand close to where I was living, I would feel so rested and my spirits would be so lifted. And it made me wonder if there was more to my obsession with the beach other than just enjoying the sea breeze. And it turned out that that was the case. (laughs) What if the shoes on our feet and our lack of connection to nature and specifically the ground was also creating inflammation and disease? Well, I found this to be true. Some studies show that having direct contact with the earth, sand, soil, grass, or concrete can come with many health benefits like lowering blood pressure, boosting heart health, sleep apnea relief, balancing the autonomic nervous system, reducing red blood cell aggregation, reducing stress, and managing levels of cortisol. Grounding refers to direct contact with the earth's surface electrons by walking barefoot. You might be wondering, how's way? How does getting my feet in the sand actually help me? Well, let me explain. In this digital age, we're surrounded and come in contact with technology daily, and this contact builds up the free radicals, which are positive charges in our bodies. We also get a lot of additional positive charges from general inflammation and even poor diet. Now, free radicals are helpful to the body to some degree because they do help fight things like bacteria, but in excess, which is the problem, they become toxins, causing accelerated aging and chronic diseases. Now, if you think of the earth as a large source of electrons, these electrons can help stabilize the free radicals and grounding is one way to get these electrons into the body. Grounding offers antioxidant effects just like a diet high in plant-based foods and it's a powerful way to reduce pain, inflammation, and overall oxidative stress. Grounding has also been shown to improve blood viscosity and lower the stickiness of the blood, thus giving a more effective cardiac output and less strain on the heart muscle. A pilot case history series published in 2018 was undertaken with 10 hypertensive patients in a single physician cardiology practice. The patients grounded themselves at home for at least 10 hours per day for several months and monitored their blood pressure at regular intervals. At the end of the study, all patient measurements had significantly improved. 
Systolic levels decreased, ranging individually from 8.6% to 22.7%, with an average decrease of 14.3%. In a 2012 review article published in the Journal of Environmental and Public Health, here was one of the findings summarized. In a blinded pilot study, Clint Ober recruited 60 subjects, 22 males and 28 females, and they suffered from self-described sleep disturbances and chronic muscle and joint pain for at least six months. These subjects were randomly divided for a month-long study in which both groups slept on a conductive carbon fiber mattress pads, and half the pads were connected to a dedicated earth ground outside each subject's bedroom window, while the other half were sham grounded, so they actually weren't really connected to the earth. Most of the grounded subjects described symptomatic improvement, while most in the control group did not. Of those sleeping on the grounded mats, 85% decreased the time it took to get to sleep, 93% increased their quality of sleep, and 100% woke up feeling rested. 82% reported a decrease in muscle stiffness and pain, 74% reported a decrease in chronic back pain or joint pain, and 78% reported an improvement in their overall well-being. Some subjects reported significant relief from asthmatic and respiratory conditions, rheumatoid arthritis, PMS, sleep apnea, and hypertension while sleeping grounded. These results indicated that the effects of earthing can extend beyond reduction of pain and and improvements in sleep. This is part of why I started to explore it, and I've been telling all my clients to do the same. Grounding is a powerful and free way to support healing and optimal health. All right, all right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest for today. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's clean starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, 
I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Revolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Dr. Baxter Montgomery who is a board-certified cardiologist with years of experience in the latest medical practices and nutritional health. He is a clinical assistant professor of medicine in the Division of Cardiology at the University of Texas in Houston, a fellow of the American College of Cardiology, and the founder and president of the Houston Cardiac Association. Having seen many patients suffer the consequences of chronic heart disease, Dr. Montgomery founded the Montgomery Heart and Wellness Center in 2006 with a mission to reverse and prevent life-threatening illnesses. Located in Houston, Texas, the Montgomery Heart and Wellness Center is a state-of-the-art wellness facility complete with all the technology and resources to provide comprehensive medical and wellness care. Combining his medical practice with a food-driven lifestyle intervention, which includes a grocery store and a restaurant that offers raw foods, Dr. Montgomery introduces patients to a novel food classification system that helps reverse chronic conditions such as heart disease, hypertension, obesity, and diabetes without medications or surgeries. He has refined this process over the past decade with profound positive results in severely ill patients. In addition to running Montgomery Heart and Wellness, Dr. Montgomery manages arrhythmias and coronary heart disease, performs angiographies, defibrillator implants, and other hospital procedures, and teaches young physicians. Dr. Montgomery earned his undergraduate degree from Rice University in Houston and his medical degree from the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston, Texas. He's also the author of The Food Prescription for Better Health, a comprehensive guide for reversing chronic illness. Welcome, Dr. Montgomery. Thank you so much for coming back to Staying Ageless. I'm really excited to talk to you again. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's always good to talk to you, Celsa. Yeah, you were actually one of my first guests on this podcast, and we've come a very long way. So I'm really excited to have you back again um, because I think I, you're a genius. And because I didn't you know that. Valuable- Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to talk about um, earthing or grounding today, which a lot of people may have not never heard of the term. Can you, I guess, just start off with, from your experience and how you deal with clients, what is that? What is it? Yeah. So, I mean, earthing or grounding is, is very simple in concept. Um, it's basically when you as an individual or as in, in my perspective, my patient's uh, I get them in direct contact with the earth. Uh, in direct contact, I mean, you know, I recommend my patients, you know, take their shoes off. They're walking on grass or dirt. Uh, they can, you can ground, uh, let's say, on the beach um, uh, and, you know, in the, in the water, the beach. So there are different ways of grounding. But you put yourself in direct contact with the earth. 
Now, sometimes individuals will ask me, well, can I ground on my back patio? Well, the answer is, yeah, that's probably right, but it's not direct contact. Yes, the earth can probably, you know, uh, transmit or transfer electrons from your body. But the direct contact with the earth, I think, is, is, is uh, the key, the critical aspect of it, uh, because you're getting, I think, the best benefits uh, of grounding. Mm. And I think that includes soil, like you said, the beach, concrete. Does that include wood? I don't know. Yeah, so wood, if you're wearing leather shoes, if you're on wood, all, all those things can give you the, the proper grounding effect. Um, rubber sole shoes are what you want to avoid. So, you know, oftentimes people walk in rubber sole shoes or shoes that have rubber in them or, or plastic covering or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Um, you want to avoid that because that'll in, impede your, your grounding effect or insulate you, insulate you from the grounding uh, benefit. Okay. Now, from a scientific perspective, what is actually happening when we put our bare feet on the ground? Like, what's so great about it? Well, well the, the, the pure essence, and I think there are multiple factors that, that go into grounding that, that I emphasize for my patients. But, but, but in essence, the way I explain it to my patients, and I think from uh, your audience would best understand, is think of the Earth as a large source of electrons. Uh, if we think about how antioxidant foods work, an antioxidant food when you consume it, or an antioxidant source, let's say that, or maybe it'd be a supplement or food, when you consume it, it stabilizes uh, unstable molecules in your body known as free radicals. And free radicals are unstable because they lack an electron. They lack a free electron. So when an antioxidant donates an electron to a free radical, it stabilizes it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you want a balance uh, of antioxidants and free radicals in your body. And, and oftentimes in our day-to-day life, uh, the foods we consume with the preservatives and animal protein, our environments uh, increase uh, uh, EMF in our environments um, and, and the like, we build up a lot of free radicals, a lot of these unstable molecules. You can refer to them as toxins. So in the context of that, uh, we develop what we call increased oxidative stress as an unbalanced, increase you know, free radicals, decrease antioxidants to stabilize the free radicals. So you have an ongoing process of degeneration, or I should say accelerated degeneration of your organ systems, cells, and tissues. So it's almost like a smoldering fire. That's a biochemical fire mm-hmm. that's in your body. So when you have antioxidants on board, you're donating electrons to these uh, free radicals, therefore stabilizing them, and then you're decreasing that oxidative stress. You're bringing things into balance. So back to earthing or grounding, the more you're in contact with the earth, the more you're grounding, you are bringing an antioxidant effect by the unlimited electrons stored in the earth that's being transmitted and these free radicals are being stabilized. And we bring in free radicals on a regular basis. I mean, we're sitting at computers and we may exercise or different things that we do in our life, you know, build up free radicals. So there's a constant need to stabilize them in addition to free radicals that are built up excessively over time. So that's the number yeah. one characteristic of grounding that I like to emphasize. It's a source of electrons donated from the earth to the body to help stabilize these free radicals and therefore decrease oxidative stress. 
I love that. I love the way you explained it because I feel like it's very um, simple and easy to understand. And I also feel like, I don't know, I feel like somebody should put this in a nutrition textbook that that is an actual source. Uh, like a, It should be like a source that you recommend to everyone. Literally, it's like get yeah. some more antioxidants from the ground, like That's right. not just That's our right. food. Well, I mean, it's interesting that you point that out because, you know, when we think of nutrition, quote unquote, we think of just physical substances that we put in our mouth, we chew, swallow, <laughs> digest and excrete. And, and that's fine. Yeah. But <laughs> there are other forms of nutrition, uh, other forms of ingesting things. And, and this grounding is a way of ingesting nutrients. I mean, this, these electrons are, in essence, a chemical substance, if you will that comes into the body and has a biochemical effect. And if you think of food, there are chemical substances that are ingested exactly. that have a biochemical effect. Exactly. I think I might add that to my macronutrients list. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all should. <laughs> can you break down for us, especially because you're a cardiologist, all of the, and holistic healer, all of the things that... Um, that grounding does for our blood circulation, which in turn can also, you know, affect heart health and other things. Sure, sure. They've done studies where you look at someone who's done, you know, well, pre and post grounding, and you look at the pre and post grounding effects. So they would uh, have someone who sleeps on a grounding sheet or grounding pad. Um, and I think some of the studies, it varies in duration, but uh, it may be for a period of a month or whatever the case is. And they look at blood uh, coagulopathy and, and really the fluidity of blood, so rheology. So the, so the thicker the blood is, the increased rheology, the thickness that it has. The thinner and more fluid it is, uh, the lower the rheology. So we've seen that you have a lower blood rheology and a lower stickiness of the blood with increased grounding, increased sleeping on grounding uh, pads, grounding sheets, and the like. That is a critical uh, cardiovascular effect because, you know, flow, um, the, one of the main functions of the heart is, is circulation. And, and the global measurement of circulation of the heart is what we call cardiac output. Cardiac output is just the flow of blood, units of volume over time, the amount of blood that's circulated in volume over a unit period of time. And so the more the heart is able to circulate blood over time, more effectively it is, uh, the better off our cardiovascular function is uh, in, in general from mm. a foundational standpoint. Mm. So there are a lot of things that affect that cardiac output of flow. And one of those things is resistance to flow. So if you think about resistance to flow, uh, if the arteries are dilated, then that decreases resistance. If they're restricted, that increases resistance. But there's also the characteristic of the substance that's flowing. So if you're imagining if you were trying to uh, maybe uh, push uh, through a plunge, if you will, um, a liter of water through a tube versus mm -hmm. plunging a liter of molasses through a tube, maybe we'll say molasses in the summertime. And then the third example is molasses in the wintertime. <laughs> right. You can imagine that it's easier to plunge water through a tube than molasses in the summertime and even harder to plunge molasses through the wintertime. So blood that has increased rheology is like the molasses in the summertime and more, worse so, and more, and more so the molasses in the wintertime. And so what um, grounding does, 
with decreasing the rheology, it takes you from molasses in the wintertime to molasses in the summertime to the water. So the flow goes through more easily mm. and therefore decreases stress on the heart, decreases afterload, and therefore allows uh, uh, your cardiac output to, to work more effectively with, that, with less stress and strain on what we call the myocardium or heart muscle itself. Mm. Mm, good stuff. Good stuff. And, and, and yeah. we also know that, a, I'm sorry, a plant-based diet does the same thing. And mm-hmm. so if you, you know, when someone goes from an animal protein rich diet to a plant-based diet, the fluidity of the blood decreases. Uh, and it may be the common denominator may be the antioxidant effect that's happening in the blood itself. There could be other things at play as well. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I've also seen um, people talking about, so you talked about oxidative stress, uh, you know, grounding decreases overall inflammation, which is useful for so many chronic conditions. But then people also talk about the effect on the emotions. I don't know if there's any studies on that, but they do say that in, se- in, in a sense, it can also relieve inflammation that's coming from an emotional state that is <laughs> agitated. And I don't know exactly why from a scientific perspective. Yeah, you know, the connection with the emotion, you know, there, I don't think we fully, well, I certainly don't fully understand all the connections. What I can say from my clinical experience is the following. We clearly see when we uh, get our patients who are on, uh, you know, on a standard lifestyle, if you will, and we get them on a plant-based diet, we clearly see that emotionally they're much better. Um, for instance, and, 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 Although these are anecdotal, quote unquote, but they're a large number of anecdotes. <laughs> it's one thing here, you know, a story told once, but a story told a million times. Now that's some data <laughs> there. But the point right. I'm making is simply this. We clearly see from an emotional standpoint when, when people consume an increased antioxidant diet, I'll put it that way, uh, stress is reduced. They're calmer and patient report. For instance, one patient said, I have a greater sense of euphoria. Uh, mm, one person, wow, that seems specific. Uh, I recall one, one patient, uh, and these are just a few out of many, uh, who, when she, and she taught school. And so she was on a detox diet. And I remember she was in the office and, and, you know, she was in the room, exam room. My medical assistant was checking the blood pressure. It was 105 over you know, 65 and heart rate, you know, 68 or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was just lying there calm and, and you know, smiling. I said, well, how was your day? She said it was horrible. <laughs> so what <laughs> happened? And she went down this whole list of crazy things that happened to her all day. But, but she was very calm. The point I'm making is simply this. The external stress triggers were not removed. But her internal response to those triggers were changed such that she was adapted to them better. And so when yeah. we talk about the whole aspect of stress, I, and when I counsel my patient on global lifestyle things, we do say, okay, look, reduce those stress triggers as much as you can. You know, you know, get mm-hmm, the crazy mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. out of your life, whatever the case is. <laughs> However, if you nourish the body biochemically from the inside, even though you can't immediately remove those external triggers, you will adapt to them better. So, so you, you can yeah. start from your internal source of health. So increasing antioxidants, I think, has, has a, an important impact. So to your point about relief of stress, uh, grounding, I think, has an impact on that. Uh, some books that I've read that talks about grounding, some studies, and they have anecdotes of mothers who are holding their babies who are crying and stressed. 
when they walk out and they're walking on the ground, the baby settles down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There are a lot of yeah. factors that are involved there, but, but I think mm. it has some impact on stress. No, for sure. I love how you talked about it dealing. So dealing with stress from the biochemical internal point. And then from my perspective, the habits, because some people need a buffer, right? So if you have the habit of going straight on social media, you don't pray, you don't meditate, you don't do anything to calm yourself down right. on a regular basis every single day. That's another thing that contributes to that long-term stress thing. Because some people really are more sensitive to stress. At least I've noticed that some of my clients, it's almost like they're, it's like the stress goes straight through them and it just causes disease and inflammation and all this stuff. So they need to create a, a wall around themselves every day by doing certain habits. And then, like you said, controlling what's going on in the inside with your food, your grounding, whatever else you got to do. Yeah. And I like your point about meditating and praying, because, again, you know, we're talking about nutrition as substances that we ingest. But think meditating and praying, that's a source of ingestion. It's, it's, a, it's a spiritual and mental ingestion. And so, so mm-hmm. when we think about, when I talk to a page about global wellness and we talk about ingestion, there's a physical food, you know, there's an intellectual food, and then there's a spiritual food. And so that whole yeah. aspect of taking those things up, like getting off social media and the TV and all that, <laughs> yeah. it, it plays a, plays a, makes a big difference. Big difference. I had a Chinese medicine doctor tell me that immunity and resilience are tied together, but also but because of what you let in. And she was just talking about making sure that you don't just let all kinds of communication, music, TV, all these things just come into your space in the sense you're, you're not protecting your immunity when you do that. So you yep. have to be selective about what you're going to consume. Like you said, it's not just the you know consumption through the mouth. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, cool. Um, can you break down for us your amazing, just quickly, I know it's probably longer than, but your food classification system. I know we talked a little bit about it last time, but I think it's a really interesting and good thing for people to understand when they're considering detoxifying their diet or, you know, healing from any sort of issue. Yeah, no, thank you. I'll start from 30,000 feet and kind of come in. And the, the, the gist of it is simply this, the Foods that we congest, and I'm, I'm going to isolate the physical foods, uh, are going to be based on the fundamental aspects of those foods and what happens to those foods before you ingest them. So one principle we looked at and based on the studies, and this is an evolving process, if you will. So, you know, if you ask what the classification system is today, maybe five years from now, there may be some other characteristics. Here. But, but the gist of it is the following. The fundamental aspects of the characteristics of food, if you look at uh, plant origin, uh, animal origin, or inorganic origin, we found that the plant origin sources are superior. Uh, and, and I'm not going to try to believe you with the details of that. The data su- suggests that. But it, it, just to make a quick argument, because you may have some you know, people who are paleo or whatever the case is. But if you make, and I'll make a simple argument in terms of the superiority of plant foods, Let's say, for instance, we take all of the so-called healthy diets. Maybe you call it Mediterranean, paleo, whatever, South Beach and vegan. Uh, The common denominator of all of those healthy diets are plant foods. So if we said that all of those healthy diets have some benefit, then I would argue that the sine qua non of every healthy diet are plant foods. So based on Mm -hmm. just that simple argument, I can say that plant foods 
are the superior food because they're at least the foundation or the common denominator of every healthy diet that we know of. If, if we just concede mm-hmm. that all these diets are healthy, I'm not going to get into that argument, but just that simple component, I think we're there. So now, so then the next step is that what happens to the foods uh, before you consume? It's one thing to say, okay, broccoli is healthy, but let's say, mm-hmm. for instance, you take the broccoli, you deep fry it and dip it in cyanide and then eat it. You say, well, wait a minute, you know, it was healthy <laughs> at the beginning. But then right. something happened to that food before you consumed it that then changed its course from healthy to unhealthy. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So it's not enough mm-hmm. to say, well, okay, eat plant foods, but we must say, okay, what has happened to those plant foods before you've mm-hmm. consumed it? And if, if you look at those two premises, you have the, the foundation of the, the meaning behind the food classification system. Now, if you get into the food classification system itself, we start to say, okay, plant foods first, millimeter processed plant foods second. And then when we process them, the least egregious form of processing is going to be a third characteristic. Now, what we did is levels, and it's a zero to 10 classification system, level zero, raw liquefied plant foods, 10, the most toxic processed animal proteins known to man, and everything else in between, the healthiest to the least healthy. So if you go from zero, and, and we recommend no more than level six, that's where plant foods end. So from zero to six mm-hmm. is where we recommend. Starting at zero is raw liquefied food, uh, cold-pressed juices, smoothie foods, uh, water, maybe some herbal teas, not steep greater than 100 degrees. I'm going to get to that in a minute as to why that's the number, that's the healthiest. One, two, and three are raw solid foods. One, low glycemic mm-hmm. index, three, high glycemic index, two in the middle. Level four is mm-hmm. a transition zone from raw to minimally heated. Uh, 4A is high fat content raw foods. 4B are dehydrated foods. 4C is where you begin to add a little bit of heat, slight blanching. Five and six are boiled and steamed to higher degrees, etc. Six has some dry heated foods compared to five. And that's it in a mm. nutshell. Wow. The reason I have liquefied foods and zero and many people, my colleagues sometimes argue, well, cold-pressed juices, you got it full of sugars and this, that, and the other. If you have a cold-pressed juice, I think it's a completely different animal than a processed juice that's that's pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have uh, a fair amount of data on many of our patients who consume cold-pressed juices and smoothies, uh, and they do very well, including diabetics, with among whom people argue don't tolerate these foods very well. The reason I gave liquefied mm-hmm raw plant foods, a higher ranking than solids, even though I think uh, inherently it's probably better to chew your foods. The classification system takes into context someone who's ill. So for instance, and again, my perspective yeah. coming into here is a really, really sick patient. I've had a patient on a ventilator whom I've given food through a peg tube uh, and detoxed and gotten off the ventilator and walked out of the hospital. You yeah. can't put fresh broccoli through a feeding tube. You have to liquefy the food and put it through there. And so, yes. and, 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 and even people who are not uh, intubated, I mean, people with irritable bowel syndrome, people with poor dentition. I had a recent patient who was following a whole food plant-based diet for three years. Mm. No oil, but he was microwaving a lot of his food, cooking it, almost everything, because he had very poor dentition. He had mm. extremely bad coronary disease. His on a whole food plant-based diet for three years, his angina did not pr- improve a significant, a little bit, but not significant. When I put them on mm. cold-pressed juices, smoothies, a few soft raw foods like avocados, 
in a very short period of time, the inflammatory markers went down. His answer had, had nearly completely gone away. And I think his coronaries are opening up. We're still working with him, but that was a big difference when we went, we put him mm-hmm. from, he was level six, 100%. We took him to level zero. And mm-hmm. we saw a, a night and day difference. And, we, and we've seen this over two decades in terms of the difference. Yeah. Yes. And we've published our data looking at this uh, with this classification system. Yeah, that was my next my next question was related to the stories that you're telling because I feel like I've heard amazing stories from you about patients and your I have never heard anyone else <laughs> this is me. I've never heard anyone else talk about addressing terminally terminally ill patients in the way that you do and I don't know why. I just feel like there needs to be I feel like your contributions need to be more known and there needs to be more people doing this. But can you explain to some degree? I know that it's nuanced because you have all kinds of people coming with all kinds of conditions. Like what is your approach to terminal illness? No, I'm, I'm glad you're pointing that out because I, I agree with you 100 percent. And, 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 and the, the reason is the following. And, and, and this has become more on my, you know, uh, frontal consciousness, if you will, in the last I would say six to nine months than ever before, despite the fact I've been doing this for a long time. And I'll give you a, a few examples to, to really highlight why. So recently I began taking care of a patient of mine, severe heart failure, bad mitral valve regurgitation. I admitted to the hospital for my colleagues to evaluate her to do what we call a mitral valve clip, to improve her mitral valve leakage, uh, to improve her heart function, et cetera. You know, she had several episodes in the hospital where her condition deteriorated rapidly. Uh, we put it in the ICU, we turned around, we put on dialysis, she became uh, acidotic, uh, lots of acid building up in her blood. And so it was a back and forth with us uh, struggling with her. And so my colleague saw her and said, look, you know, she's so bad off, we can't do anything for her. Let's just put on end of care. She mm-hmm. was also a candidate for biventricular pacing, which is something that can uh, improve the heart function. I talked to a colleague of mine, and as electrophysiology, I used to do my own. I have a colleague that do them for me now, and I had her see her. She said, well, look, she's too far gone. So mm-hmm. I went to the patient's room, and she was crying. So, you know, they told me I'm not going to survive. And, you know, we had palliative care see her. She said, I'm going to order my last meal. And, and so I said, look, shut up. You're not going <laughs> to have my last meal. We're going to detox you. You know, she was on a melanone infusion in the hospital. So I put on mm-hmm. a raw detox. I put on smoothies with superfoods in it. I had a super green to it, uh, blue-green algae. And in seven days, I was able to wean her from the melanone. And we sent her out mm-hmm. on a superfood smoothie raw detox. And she continued mm-hmm. to improve. Now, there's a struggle because mm-hmm. the patient psychologically, they wax and wane and will work with it, but she's still improving. Now, this is someone who is terminally mm-hmm. ill and they're really giving up on. I, I use mm-hmm. her as an example uh, for the following reason. Uh, and there are other examples of patients. Another patient, let me just tell about him real quick, and I'm going to use both of them mm-hmm. as a pair, who came in with a, a heart attack. And so he was an outside hospital that I don't go to. And as a weekend, uh, a cardiologist cathed him and saw he had multiple vessels that were diseased. There was one vessel causing a heart attack. It was a small vessel. Uh, but he felt the patient should go for emergency bypass surgery to the family. Uh, didn't want that. They, they got in touch with me through my answering service. and. I was able to transfer him to my hospital, uh, and I talked to my surgical colleagues. We agreed, look, let's let him wait. Let's give him intravenous heparin, let him cool off, et cetera. So, uh, you know, unbeknownst, well, against our desire, the patient left against medical advice within about 24, 36 hours being in a hospital. 
So he left the hospital of our care and he came back with about six or eight hours in cardiogenic shock, blood pressure low and bad shape. So he put mm-hmm. him back in. Of course, nobody wanted to touch him then. So I talked to the, the daughter and the family. I said, look, you know, we need to treat him aggressively. We want to detox him. So I put him on a detox. So here's someone in the face of a heart attack, you know, too sick for surgery, too sick for angioplasty, but not too sick for raw detox. So we detox him. His blood pressure hmm. improved. He improved. Got him out of the hospital. He's not going through the process of detox and we're treating him effectively. So those two examples, examples where an aggressive nutritional intervention was ideal for the patient, where the surgical intervention or medical intervention in some cases were not, not only were they not adequate, but they were too dangerous. The point to be taken away from this is the following. Ultimately, for someone to improve it's your body. Your body's going to be responsible for healing itself. Yeah. I don't care if I'm a cardiologist or a surgeon. I can't operate on you if your body's too weak. Yeah. If I do operate on you, it's going to be up to your body to recover from both the operation and the illness that I'm operating on. Mm. And so in those cases, the body was had to operate, had to recover from the illness, and they were too ill to get the treatment. So therefore, it only had to overcome the illness. I have a similar situation with some cancer patients with, uh, supporting. Uh, the pan- cancer patients, they get all the chemotherapy. It ravages the body. And then the body has to not only overcome the cancer, it's overcome the cancer and the treatment. Keep in mind, the number one cause of death, heart disease, cancer, and medical treatment. So if, you, if you're treating heart disease and cancer, you already have number one and number two. The medical treatment is number three cause. So the <laughs> exactly. body has to overcome two <laughs> enemies. And I'm not criticizing <laughs> treatments, but it's just that... That's a reality. So as I said, as I've, 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 I've thought through this over the last nine months, optimal nutrition, or I should say optimal body enhancement through nutritional means has to at the very least be part of the whole regimen, if not the sole regimen in and of itself. Ugh, preach to the choir. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I went on, but this, this has been something that's actually been on my mind, and you've really you kind of struck a nerve there. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, related to your your comments about medical treatment, which were very poignant, what you your practice started in 1997, so it's almost like a quarter of a century you've been doing this. How have your views on medicine changed? In short summary, I feel like you have a lot that you could say about that. But I guess yeah. what are some of your core things that have changed for you? Gosh, oh my goodness. It's, um, it, it's it, in short, um, the things that we do that we think we're doing for patients in this typical medical treatment are more things that we're doing to patients than for them. That's number one. Mm. Number two is that in the same time we're doing these things to our patients, we are ignoring and perhaps I should say depriving them of the optimal things that we should be doing for them. Mm. Uh, and, And that is helping them achieve biochemical and physiological balance through optimal nutrition, uh, fresh air, sunshine, and all of these other modalities that are, are really necessary. Mm. Hmm. Hope that summarizes enough. I could have gone on, but anyway. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we had a side conversation about this, so I do want to talk about this just briefly, whatever you feel like saying. But I'm. What do you do? You believe that what 
doctors and health professionals say to their patients matter and how they say it? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. (laughs) You know, um, the answer is yes. And the follow-up to that is simply this. One, One thing I've become too aware of over the last number of years, maybe the last decade, is that we are, in the medical community, we are extremely pessimistic to our patients. Mm. Uh, Mm. We will come into a patient and we will emphasize the fact that you're going to die. For example, one of my patients uh, (laughs) told me she went to say, she went to see some uh, uh, physician. And she has a condition where she has a neurological brain abnormality that predisposes to bleeding. She has a history of an arrhythmia that predisposes to stroke. So mm-hmm. she should be on a blood thinner, but she can't be because of the bleeding. And so she saw some neurology. She says, well, you're going to have a stroke in the next year and you're going to be paralyzed. <laughs> I mean, some kind of a sage. I mean, that we're never we're always sage of doom and gloom, but we're never sage oh of you know God. you know bright and sunny. But it's it's seriously, it's always oh you have heart failure, oh you know you're gonna die. We that was a 42 year old young man I was treating uh, bad heart failure, you know, from out of state, and he said, look, they said we can just put an LVAD in you, and make you comfortable, you're gonna die soon. And you know, I went and talked to them. I was matter of fact about it. So look, we're gonna do this, 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 and you're gonna. You know, get you feeling better in this stage, and they he and his wife just broke down, started crying, and oh and God. you know it it just struck me at the time. I said, well, wait a minute, what I mean, what's going on? I didn't, what did I say? And and it, it was just tears of joy because they had gone through so much of negativism, and and one thing that I realized with the patient I see, I commend them on their bravery because you know they've been told they've been beaten down with negative. Yeah, you're gonna die. You're sick. This is terrible. You're horrible. And and it's that in and of itself is 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 bad medicine because that I mean my goodness if you yeah. tell someone they're going to die every day well pretty soon you're going to be right if you get them to believe that yeah. and so what I do in my practice I one I encourage a patient look hey you're going to be fine and the other thing I try to do with them I try to make wisecracks to make them laugh and so right. uh, largely it makes me laugh. It makes them laugh. I enjoy it. They enjoy it. We'll come out feeling better. Uh, and I think it enhances the overall well-being. Yeah. So good. So good. The, the pessimism thing, I also think that has to do with the, the, the focus, which I think you alluded to earlier, which is if you're focused on treating disease and you're not focused on the promotion of health, we got a problem because then, <laughs> then you're going to be pessimistic. <laughs> Because right. then you're That's like right. looking at these diagnoses and you're like, you got this, you got this, you got this. Sorry, you're going to die. You know, That's right. That's meanwhile, right. the health promoters are like, well, if we use some green juice and if we use this, you should, pretty well, you should be all right. <laughs> you know, you know, I like the way you say that, because, I mean, that's an important point that I think your audience need to grab a hold of. We focus mm-hmm. on treating disease and in medicine managing the disease. So, I mean, here's your, I mean, and just think of you got a patient over here, you got a disease over here, and the doctor's all looking over here. Yeah, we got to manage this. And the patient's all over there, all alone, and we're managing yeah. their disease. They got the heart fit. And, and it's really a crazy thing because the disease, we should ignore, the disease is just a manifest, manifestation of the, of the patient's life, biochemistry being off balance. Yeah. We should really ignore that, whatever that diagnosis is, and go to the yeah. foundation of the patient and heal them. 
Yes. Oh, so good. Yes. Um, so what's going on at Montgomery Heart and Wellness? What are some changes? What are some programs you have going on that people can join? Well, so we, uh, we've taken our program online. Uh, we have the Healthy Lifestyle Series uh, program. Uh, if you go to um, online.montgomeryheart.com, Healthy Lifestyle Series, or just go to montgomeryheart.com, you can see all the information about all of our programs. But the Healthy Lifestyle Series is an excellent program that we have. It allows people from anywhere in the country, the world, to come and get uh, access to our, our benefits. It's a program that starts off with five sessions over four weeks. Uh, it includes myself and my health and wellness team. We actually coach uh, individuals through a detox process at whatever stage or level they want to go through. That's one. Two, we also give them information uh, about healthy lifestyle techniques. Uh, it includes a, a nutrition plan we work them through. There's a fitness plan we put them into. We have uh, videos or a training, give them different information on fitness tips. Uh, but we also give them information on detox in their environment, reducing EMF, uh, grounding techniques and the like. And so all of this is put in the context of a, a coaching series of, of five sessions over four weeks. That's the jumpstart. However, uh, beyond that, once that time is done, they have access to all of that material, which is a lot more than they can go through in a month uh, over the course of a year. Uh, every mm -hmm. month they can check in with one of our, our health and wellness coordinators uh, twice uh, a month with questions or, or you know, comments or insight uh, that they need, and we can help them address that. So you know, we're following throughout the course of a year through that Healthy Lifestyle Series. There's also an elite coaching uh, program. Some individuals, they want to work with me directly or uh, more closely. That elite coaching program gives them uh, four sessions directly with me where I may individualize the care. Some people may have more complex medical issues. I may have to review that medical chart and things like that. So the elite coaching program. And that's is online? A, that, that's, on, that's online and that's done through like Zoom interactions. The coaching is done through uh, Zoom uh, coaching online and that can be done online as well. It's not medical, but I do look at all the medical or whatever issues they want me to help address now, then okay. with that program, they also have a lifetime access to the Healthy Lifestyle Series. And we also have a, an online independent uh, health and wellness course that people can buy ind uh, independently. Or if they buy the Healthy Lifestyle Series, they have access to that. And the elite course have access to both of those programs for a lifetime. And so we have all of these areas where people can access us uh, remotely. Of course, uh, we have patients who fly in from all over the place who come to see us. Um, they may have cancer or heart disease. Uh, they may stay in the area for about four to six weeks, sometimes longer. And that's where we do integrate the medical side to things. Uh, we do nutritional support for cancer patients. We, we're uh, adding to our healing modalities. Uh, we will be installing infrared uh, sauna therapy uh, this week. In fact, uh, we have some cancer patients we're working with, heart failure patients we're working with. And probably in the next few months, we'll have hyperbaric oxygen therapy to add to like our IV vitamin infusions, uh, our nutrition center and the like. So that's what's Love new at Heart and Wellness. Love it. Where can people find you um, on the socials? So um, the the best way is through our website, which has all of our social links. And it is MontgomeryHeart.com. Okay. That's the easiest thing to, to mention. We're on... Um, we have a YouTube channel that they can go through YouTube. I don't have that handle memorized, but 
our link to our YouTube channel is right there, big and bold on our, our, <laughs> our uh, which we re- recently relaunched our website. So MontgomeryHeart.com, it gives you easier access to all of our new programs and all of our social media handles. And so that's why I don't have to remember so many handles. Okay, MontgomeryHeart.com, <laughs> and right there, it gets you to all of the programs. It, you know, the flash screen, it gets you everything you need to know on that, that homepage. Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. Montgomery. This has been an awesome conversation as always. Yep. I agree as always. I I really thanks. uh, These are great questions. You really got me thinking. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Ordinarily, it would be time to take a question from Instagram or email. Today, unfortunately, we don't have time, but remember that if you would like to have your question answered on the show, All you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs, or respond to the call for questions on my profile at TheRawGirl, or contact me via my website, TheRawGirl.com. All right, y'all. I hope today's show has inspired you to connect to Mother Earth on a regular basis. You can do this by walking in your backyard barefoot, heading to the beach, or wherever you feel comfortable to put your bare feet on the ground. Now that you know the numerous benefits that grounding offers, I challenge you to take that walk barefoot or get that grounding mat. Trust me, your body will thank you. Today, I leave you a quote from an unknown author. Keeping your body healthy is an expression of gratitude to the whole cosmos, the trees, the clouds, everything. This week, I really hope that you keep your body healthy and that you realize that the power to change your health circumstances lies within you. Well, that's all for today, sis. 
If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at the raw girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. To watch the interview on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash the raw girl.